Emma was born with the potential for great darkness. And she's a savior, a hero. Her magic's as light as it gets. Because David and I went to extraordinary lengths to make sure it was. If you ensure her goodness, why can't you tell her? The same reason you don't want Henry to hear about all the terrible things you did in your past. there and welcome back to another episode of secrets of once upon a time i'm your hostess deborah um again i'm not father roderick sometimes i wish i could be but we have a panel of um a returning panel with shelly is joining us hello and david hello yes and um it's just us three again today hopefully we'll have more in the future but i kind of we had so much fun last time that you know i i like our little banter with the three of us too it's fun in fact you know before we started recording this um shelly and i were like you know we'll have to do this on on the podcast trying to guess um the paternity of somebody's um child so we'll talk about that more in this episode uh and we're gonna talk about um the I believe it's episode 14 of season four, which is titled Unforgiven. And we'll start off with, um, I guess we'll go ladies first. Shelly, how would you rank this episode? Hmm. You know what? I didn't put a lot of thought into that before we started recording. Let me think. So I didn't like the first one. How did I like this one? I'm going to go with the five and a half. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it was better than you know, the four episode we had last week. But um, I see them laying out their, their plot. I think the writers do this to me every time. They start kind of, eh, okay, I just came off of the big high of the season ender. And then they've got to get me invested in the story. And then finally I'll get all excited about it. And, and they're usually very good at delivering that, that big payoff at the end. Yeah. So, uh, David, what did you think of this episode? Uh-oh. Did we lose him? Okay. David's having hot water problems at his house, so we might... I'm, might oh, there he I'm is. Okay. Probably, to be honest, I probably... <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, I would probably still give it a... To be honest, I'd probably still give it a five as of last time. It was... Uh, um, I, I rated it kind of just about the same, where they uh, they improve, they improved on some stuff, but some stuff I, I, I wasn't as big of a fan of. Like, uh, what do you think um, they improved on? Um, pacing a little bit. I mean, it was fun to see them start off kind of slow with, you know, like I said last episode, Rumble Siltskin having sunk to having eaten ramen noodles in a in a corner. But um, they seem to have sped up a little bit. But they they drug out. Um, uh, I'll say they they sped things up. A little bit this time, so we did. Uh, I did. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't left uh, waiting for some kind of development. There's always something going on, but the, the the we can go into it a little bit more later. But the 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 plot, the the side plot with uh, with Charming and Snow White was just. I really wasn't feeling it. Oh, you know what? I'm if gonna. That makes any sense. Yeah, you know what? There. Were... <laughs> 
and I think Shelly and I were were chatting about this prior to this, and and throughout the whole episode, you know, and and we're going to talk about theme here in a second because this is going to lead into it. Is Snow is hiding stuff from um, her daughter? You know, Snow and David are like, oh, we can't let Emma know about our big bad secret, and. Insert me rolling my eyes right here. Okay. <laughs> yes, the visual. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes. And the funny thing is, is that, yeah, there there was a lot of monologuing by Snow in this episode, but she still didn't redeem herself in my eyes. Like, she's still kind of wishy-washy. She's being very wishy-washy. Well, we've accepted, like, we've known these characters for years now, and uh, and we've already known that, A, they're not perfect, and B, they have to make tough choices sometimes, and... We know, so she already had to kill Regina's mom at some point. So I mean, what I mean, I really can't be. Um, I don't think anything's gonna re- should shouldn't really blow everyone's mind at this point. Right. Um, I guess that's my problem with it is we know her character, and maybe this is in character as David's mentioning that you know she's not perfect. She is fallible, and and she's making good choices. Maybe it's the delivery of of the reveal, you know, the writers trying to reveal it to us in, in cutesy little snippets. Oh, we can't, can't break my daughter's trust. Oh, we, we can't, we, we have to keep this a big secret. Uh, no, we're going to tell her the truth. No, we're going to lie again. We know we can't tell her. I'm, that part of it is to well, me it, what the wishy-washy is. Yeah, it, it's so, it's, um, it's like, it's like they're overcompensating where, like you said, they're, they're trying to be, they're trying to be so subtle about it that they're beating us over the head with it. So it's, they're doing the opposite. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So, it's like the whole thing. You get down to it. The, 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 the very best part for me, my favorite part had to be when she confides in Regina. I hate to go straight to the ending mm-hmm. here, Deborah, but when she sits there and she does that wonderful speech with Regina, you know, years ago, you once asked me to keep a secret actress was brilliant and, yeah. and I couldn't but I'm going to ask you to keep one for me and I'm thinking wow what kind of goes back to you know their conversation last season when they're walking and they're talking about hope and the possibility of being redeemed for Regina they, these two characters have come so full circle in their relationship yeah well and and I was while you're talking I was I had mentioned this in prior to us starting this podcast today and and it's at the end where Regina says what did you do to you know to m- make things so bad between you and Maleficent and and she has no answer for G- Regina or it was it Emma I can't remember um but it was the line she used is well, we were we were heroes and and they're villains, and I'm like, that's not an answer. That was that was uh, uh that was when they went to go see Emma. Was, yeah, that was Emma, and they I was went like, to go tell her the truth, and then they she, didn't. They hear her say the little. My, I actually thought my parents lied to me. Oh, but they would never lie, you know. And she's like, hey guys, you know, Maleficent's back, and and Emma delivers a great line. She's like, what is it with witches waging war? <laughs> I want to know how many outtakes they have from. Emma delivering that line mm-hmm. and Snow says simply you know they're villains we're heroes and I wrote my notes it cannot be that simple <laughs> exactly I was like way to wait whitewash that um you know Snow it's like totally negating her her guilt and her the fact that she's lying and um the fact is that all through the episode everybody's kind of holding back from Emma and Emma's spidey senses are kind of like off the charts like why is everybody lying to me or you know holding back the truth and you know you know she's like they but they would never lie to me 
And I think they're setting up Emma for her, you know, big time. Her big time. Yes, her big time at the towards the end of the season. Maybe she does. All of a sudden, the, wouldn't it be ironic if all the villains became good and then Emma and Snow, they all became villains? Well, you know, that's kind of what it feels like they're setting up here, that that blurring of the line with, with Snow and, and Charming having this big, deep secret and choosing choosing to, to keep the secret because it kind of goes against what she was telling Maleficent when Maleficent said, no, I'm not going to work with you. You know, because if, if I work with you, if we succumb, then our child's going to be doomed to that, too. But later, and somewhere I wrote it in my notes, I can't find it. Later she wrote, um, you know, we, we made sure that Emma's going to be a, a hero. Mm-hmm. We, we, we did something so terrible that we, we ensured it. By golly, we did it. And I wrote, well, what? What did they do to purchase this guarantee that Emma would be good? And then how is gold going to be involved? Isn't they made a deal. Mm. They, I mean, he's always when involved. involved. Well, and I, you know, I, I know I didn't want to like bring out my question. Well, the sense of question because I didn't want us to go right to the ending. But you know, <laughs> let's. That's let, what people. That's what people listen for. I know because they <laughs> already know right into the hard stuff. Maleficent was regenerated and blah blah blah. But the whole. And where was I going with this? Um, the. You know, it was like you kind of figure out the the secret at the end is, oh, you know, Snow, we, you know, because David and Snow refused to help Maleficent get the curse back from Regina, as a result, Maleficent lost her child. And I was like, and when I said, when I thought lost, I was like, okay, lost as in dead or lost as in maybe Rumpel, the baby broker, has her child and, you know, squirted it off to somebody else in Storybrooke and her child is still alive. It's true. We all know that they're very careful in which words they choose. Yes. So she didn't say Maleficent's child died. She said lost. And it could be any number of, of excuses. So Well and and since they didn't age for, you know, twenty seven years or whatever, you know, is that child still technically a child then? Is it still a you do you think it's a baby? Like somebody has somebody's child? I'm going to speculate now. Do you think what what could have happened to Maleficent's child? You know, you got to remember also that, you know, Rump might have a hand in this because Rump is all about taking the babies. And how old, how how far along would Maleficent have been? Clearly, Snow is in, in honeymoon stage. She didn't even realize she was pregnant yet. So we're nine months away from that curse being enacted, eight and a half. So if Maleficent's a little farther along, then her child would roughly be the same age as Emma. She's either an infant in Storybrooke or somehow she also was able to to get the child gone. And, and again, was or was the child born and somehow the deal, maybe that's it. Maybe the deal that Snow and, and Charming made required a child to be delivered. Or oh. they sacrificed Maleficent's child being potentially good. They, they had to, to guarantee Emma's goodness. They had to guarantee Maleficent's child's villainous yeah if that's a word oh that's take interesting away, take away her choice or hmm. hmm so i guess well that's there's a yin up, and a yang yeah mm-hmm. so it's setting us up for um figuring out where maleficent's child is and then and then i was joking with um shelly before we started recording this is who is the father of this child <laughs> who 
you know. I'm not going there. I'm always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I said King Stefan. Oh, King Stefan. That's interesting. Then it would be a brother, right? No. Um, we don't know. Um, or could it be Rumple? Or could it be... Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then you were you were saying Darth Vader, you know. <laughs> I, I was just being funny. But <laughs> I know that was, but that was funny. <laughs> we have to have a thro- we have to throw a Star Wars reference in, you know, about every episode. So there we go. But you know, the speculation is maybe there's a father out there with a baby, and so we have an. And I was I, gonna say hook. <gasps> Ooh, hook. Hook. Hook and Maleficent. <laughs> Hook's no, busy. I'll bet if, Regina, <laughs> if Regina thinks about it, she might know because she and Maleficent go way back. But okay, they were friends at the time, and then Regina got the curse from Maleficent. We saw that in the first mm. season, like first or second episode. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, but I don't think Hook could be a father because he was with um, he was with Gold's wife at the time. Wasn't oh no, he? that's that's like hundreds of years ago. Oh my goodness, yeah, time, he was on timeline. Yeah, timeline all all waffly stuff. Like I don't know, I just I, I, I thought that'd be interesting. To, he's already all stuttery about Ursula, so I'm like, well, let's just make things even more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Hook got around is basically you know. Okay, so so <laughs> going there really quick. Hook tells her that she says, "What did you do? Break her heart?" And he just says he remembers his, his history with Ursula. It was ugly. And she's like, worse than breaking her heart? And he gives her a look. And I'm thinking, well, what's worse than breaking her heart? Oh, yeah. And I guess I'm, I'm still episodes behind. I know we're recording this after. A, 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 an episode has already aired that involves Hook and Ursula, but I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. I, and I'm very careful not to look at spoilers. So Yeah, yeah. Don't Actually, yeah, I'm not going to tell you because... Um, Yes, it was. We find out Ursula and Hook's history. Backstory. In did you love the lines that Ursula seemed to have in this episode? Oh, Ursula was Ursula was a grit. She she's a uh, the word that Corella kind of made a good showing last episode, but I think Ursula really stood out this time. Yeah, yeah. and it's like she has better lines than Regina this episode. Oh yeah. You know, and she starts calling, you know, um, Hook Chis- or um, David Captain or Sheriff Chiselchin, and mm-hmm. and uh, but it was Regina who called Cruella a pound puppy, which I was like, yeah, da- David would love that. <laughs> oh, I thought Cruella called him Sheriff Chiselchin. Oh, that's it, was what, it Ursula or was it Cruella? You know what? It might have been. Um, you're right. It was Cruella. Sorry, but they all seem to have really good lines. Like all the queens had really good lines this episode. Yes. Um, One thing I did want to bring up, and it's a Disney thing. Uh, So they went to this whole tree of knowledge thing, and I totally expected it to come alive like Grandmother Willow and Pocahontas. And like, (laughs) I was I was hoping for for one of those uh, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where it says the answer forty two or something like that. That would have been so good. (laughs) That would have been better than blasting them apart because she's pregnant. Yeah, I was like, wait, you can't. Yeah, when you watch that the second time, you're like, but she's pregnant. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I kept, I kept thinking, is this the same tree that they used for the um, wardrobe? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I think it is. 
Because I don't, I have to have to go pull my DVDs and and watch, you know, season one again, or, or, but I just when they said that was a magical tree, it was a tree of wisdom, uh, but the wisdom can only be unlocked by two valiant heroes, and I'm thinking, okay, well, two. There's the number two again. The tree, the wardrobe can only send two. Um, it, it, the wardrobe connected between two different realms. I didn't know if that was the same tree. It could have been, you know, I almost feel like going back and watching season one all over again to catch all these things, because it feels like it's coming back in season four. Like, I did send um, a picture of Maleficent from, like, episode two of season one and how much she's changed. Like, she used to have this really curly blonde hair, and she kind of, she was without her little costume jewelry, which, you know, it's blood. Blood diamonds. Uh, and yeah. The, yeah, and the horns looked like a headband. <laughs> yeah. She was still... With this huge curly hair. And she had like a taffeta, or not taffeta, like a really frilly purple Princessy. dress. Yeah, as opposed to the leather, you know, the the harsher costume they have her in for season four. So she, in fact, she says, did I, did you recognize me to snow and... Um, and the prince and so maybe that's um what she means is that she's changed appearance from season one to season four mm-hmm. yes oh and i was telling you that i read somewhere online and i'm sorry i can't pull the article out of my head right now where they the some either the writers or the creators or the costume director or somebody said they they didn't really have time to do proper justice to the maleficent costume in season one and so they really took the time to do it right, uh, to do it the way they wanted to do, especially the headpiece for this season. But I think it just makes it look makes her look a lot more like the um, Angelina Jolie version of Maleficent that came out last summer, the one I don't like at all. Yeah. However, it does look she does this costuming does make her look a lot more like the Maleficent in the uh, Sleeping Beauty, right. Yeah. And I think they recycled one of Emma's, I mean, one of Regina's evil queen dresses. I was joking that, you know, at Walt Disney World, they, it was very apparent, when, you know, as working there that they always recycled everything. I'm like, that's the Disney way. Recycle, renew, reuse <laughs> everything. Maybe, maybe she and Regina as friends might have shared uh, clothing or something. I mean, we don't really know a lot about Regina and Emma. I mean, Regina and Maleficent yet. Uh, so, but we know they were friends because, you know, they visited each other and she, she dragged her with her and threw her in the dungeon and Storybrooke yeah. <laughs> as a dragon. <laughs> so there, there's probably no love lost there, but. Yeah, well, and I'm, if it's true that the curse is what caused Maleficent to lose her child, not that we're going back to the subject, but we're going, wouldn't she just be as annoyed with Regina as she is with you know, Snow and Prince Charming, because Regina's the one that enacted the curse. It doesn't fit the the plot, though. Yeah, I know. Mm. Oh, oh, the the little thing that uh, David recognized as belonging to Maleficent, it mm-hmm. kind of looked like a little claw holding a pink ball. Yep. And then at the end, she attaches, and it's the little rattle. rattle. Yeah. So, But it's pink. Oh, I thought it was purple, but it is pink. I thought it looked more pink than purple. Ah, so you think it's a girl? That's or, what I'm wondering if that was a clue. Ah, so her and, child's a girl. And when mm. when uh, when David hold he's in the loft and he holds that object up to Snow and she recognizes it, um, you know how much that means to her. Um, 
I note I wrote in my notes. Has there always been a picture of a big black bird painted on the brick wall in the loft? It's um, in the backdrop. It's right behind them when they're talking. It's this huge black. It's a black bird, which you could say it looks like a crow. And I thought, ooh, they're talking about Maleficent. And there's that big black bird, you know, like that, it eavesdrops in the movie. Yeah, that's her one of her minions in the movie. That's like her henchmen. So no, I've never noticed that. I you know. Um, but I, that's, a, it would make sense that they'd have that in there. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now moving on, we haven't talked about Belle yet. And the what fact, the yeah, Belle, cause Belle's moved on too. <laughs> Belle is, uh, yeah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, well, she would oh, oh, you're talking about at the end when, when Gold is watching from the street and he sees Will Scarlet with her. Yes. And oh. they're kissing. <laughs> That took me totally by surprise. I mean, I saw, I mean, I saw, you see earlier where he picks up two cups of coffee, but, you know, I didn't make the connection, you know. Well, initially in Granny's when the, when the, two, oh, evil, right. when the two evil, evil queens are, are, you know, waiting for their drinks, and, and she just gives Will the coffee right away. I, the I empty picked up more, coffee. Yeah, I, I picked up more on the fact that, he, that she just served him right away and stiffed them, but, no, he picked up two cups of coffee. He did. Oh, so there's a budding romance. So it would oh, be make gold. It, so oh dangerous. yeah, gold is going to like kill Will Scarlet. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, killing's too good. Oh wait, that was Maleficent's line, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, did you love what Ursula said after? Like she's like, yeah, told again Snow and oh, I was I like, forgot how much fun this is. How, how, how much I missed is. you. Yeah, this is going to be so entertaining to watch. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. But yeah, yeah they so, did have some of the better lines. And, and nobody noticed like gold like sauntering through town. <laughs> Just saying, you know. Invisibility cloak. <laughs> Cause, you know, shifter. Can't he can't he look different? Maybe he's like poofing himself into other people or a reflection spell or I mean it's it's gold. He's the dark one. He can do whatever he wants. That's true. I but I was like, yeah, wouldn't they notice that, you know, in broad daylight he walks over to the library and goes downstairs? Mm-hmm. You'd think somebody would catch on, but I think he wants Belle to see him, really. I think he was going to go see Belle. I was so focused on what, what Snow was saying that, you know, the I had to watch it twice to get the visual. But he he kind of steps out into the street. And then when he sees Will, he steps back into the shadows. Yeah. And and one thing that Belle, you know, she kind of moves the plot forward because without um, them using Belle, um, them being Cruella and Ursula used Belle as kind of a a trap to get Snow and David to where they need to be, which is in the library basement, because what did they need to interact to interact the curse or to regenerate the bones of Melissa? They needed the the blood of the people who hated her the most or Maleficent wronged hated. her. Wronged her the most, I think yes. was the word. So it was all just a, a ruse and Belle was, you know, the unsuspecting person in charge of, you know, making sure everybody was where they needed to be in, in order to get our third evil queen on set. Yep. And so Ursula knocks them out and then Gold appears. Yeah. Well, I thought Gold was there waiting. Gold was, or was just, he hi- like hiding in the background was, watching? Yes, Gold was there waiting because Gold got there first and it was an empty chamber. Uh, and I wrote, thank goodness they didn't need their heart. Yeah. They only have the one heart between them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
Oh, and when Maleficent gets really upset, um, wasn't it? She said, one of them says uh, something like, take it easy, Mal. We have a plan. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So, whatever it is you think we did, you don't know the whole story. And I wrote, okay, so what's the whole story? (laughs) Well, maybe this is a good time to move on to our speculations and our, um, yeah, can we notice a few um, sure, go like ahead. Easter eggs or, or yeah, color things real quick? Go ahead. So um, you you noticed the, the whiskey, I think, yes. right off the bat. That was a pretty – I think most people that have listened to us are, are know that these are the lost writers, that the McCutcheon whiskey is a, a lost reference there. But keep an eye on who's wearing which color in these episodes. I really see it. Um, so uh, snow goes from blue to red. All the time, but Regina's the one who's wearing blue this time. She's being very trusting. She's uh, we didn't talk at all about you know Regina and Henry um, and how she doesn't want them to you know say anything bad about her in front of Henry. But then um, Henry's wearing like a blue shirt with red and white stripes. Oh, so he's kind of caught in the middle. Or yeah. you know, actually, kind of blurred. Snow was wearing a red jacket and a blue blouse. Now that you mention it, yeah. Right. And when she t- puts that red jacket on, and, and, you know, that's when she's really, you know, lying or she's she's out. Um, David is David. But but just keep an eye on, everybody who's listening, keep an eye on who's wearing the red and who's wearing the blue. And I'm pretty sure the purple means some something related to magic. But that, that red and that blue is used very consistently throughout the story. Right. Well, and Ursula is always going to be green and Maleficent's always going to be purple. And mm-hmm. then um, Cruella is always going to be black and white and red. Right, right. Right. Black and white. Oh, but that red car. Yeah. When they got into that red car, did, did you anybody else say to themselves, how old is this car? That, and I was like, what's with the red shag in the back seat? That's kind of, yeah. The red vinyl and then a red shag on the seats. Yeah. And even they showed the, the um, what do you call it, the seatbelt cl- uh, buckle. Yeah. And that seatbelt buckle looked like it was from 1975. Oh, that's funny. When was, well, the, when was the movie out? 61. Okay. So, you know, technically you could say that car could have been from the 1960s era. You know, not necessarily 70s, but who knows? And then it was redone in 1996 with um, Glenn Close as Cruella, as live action. Oh, see, I've never seen that one. Yeah, so it was, it's was. it been done twice, and then there was um, a sequel of like 102 Dalmatians, or there's a couple yeah, Dalmatian sequels. But anyway, so speculations for um, the upcoming episode? More backstory. I mean, that's kind of where we are in this season. We're, oh. just, we're going to get backstory on everybody and how they're related and how they're how they're together. We, we oh, totally did, didn't they ask? Didn't they say that they wanted uh, uh, Regina to like go in undercover or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so they're gonna they've got to. I mean, I'm I'm sure they're gonna do. That's got to be where they start next because she has to find a way to. I'm just curious. It's, I haven't I haven't seen and I haven't. I haven't seen anything new yet, so I'm curious how she's going to do that when she just did this whole bit about, about you know, well, you can come in if you want to be redeemed, yada, yada, yada. Oh, wait, let's join up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and not only that, we forgot about the whole Henry um, Operation Mongoose backstory where, you know, they're still trying to find the author. And then, you know, um, 
they go over to um, Marco's and like kind of menacingly demand that poor Pinocchio, you know, fess up to what August remembers. And, you know, it turned out pretty ugly. But ultimately, um, Marco handed over some of August's stuff. So we'll have to see what happens with um, this whole Pinocchio line. I know what's going to happen because I've already I'm already caught up and I'm not going to say it. No, 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 no. We might well, not have spoilers this this time. We'll just do speculation. Well, and Henry was looking at a page that uh, apparently August had written author question mark and it was a door. Mm-hmm. Was that the same door that they went through before with the or is that something different? Um, not to spoil it, it's something different. And I'll leave it at that. Okay, so that's revealed, I guess, in coming up. Yes, in, in one coming of the two episodes, episodes we haven't seen yet. Right. Okay, and good. and so um and they go and they try to get because it Regina it hits Regina like August is the one that added this fairy tale to the book so he needs to you know be the he has to know who the author is so they you know that spawns a whole like let me go threaten this poor kid and well, you and, could see her frustration and she was starting to get a little you know over yeah. the top. Uh, and I like the way they brought Emma in and the poor little boy's like, well, I know everybody wants me to remember, but I don't. Oh, so. yeah. But yeah. the best part for me was Regina went back and apologized to Marco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That to me shows the real redemption working in her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Regina is really my favorite character and, and for so many different. I think she's the most real character out of all of them. Yeah. But. And aside from Ursula, she has the best lines. Yes, she does. She's very witty. But I still like watching her and Emma be friends, work together. There's something really nice about the two of them. Like they have so much understanding between them. Yeah, I I totally agree. That and I find it interesting how their magic, you know, has different colors. Like, you know, Emma's is all pure white and Regina's is red, you know, and then, you know, cruel. And then all the all the demons. There we go. All, the, all the the others seem to have like a darker colored magic. All the like um, Cruella's was um, green. Her breath was green. Used, didn't Regina's used to be darker? Or am I or am I imagining that? I think it used to be darker. Yeah, so I was like, hmm. Then when I was watching watching them fight off against the Hellbeasts the other episode, I'm like, didn't it used to be a darker color? So yeah, it might have been even like at some point like a purple or a black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's... It's interesting. Color, color watch. Let's keep a color watch on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So color watch on clothes and color watch on any kind of magic coming out of anybody's... Yeah. So... um, Shall we talk about the theme of this whole episode? I know Shelly wants to talk about that. And then we'll uh, we'll end on that. So go ahead, Shelly. What's, what's the overall lying theme here? Well... The one, the one that really stood out to me was trust. Everybody is talking about, can we trust them? Can we trust them? How do we see them? Can we, I mean, they let them in. Regina let them in. She's extending a hand of trust to them. But part of it is that I got with this episode is how do we choose to trust? How do we see people? Um, we've got a lot of people, you know, a couple of times they said, we choose to see the best in you. We choose to see the worst in you. Um, so in the beginning, Snow and, and Charming are like, we've got to get these witches the heck out of town. And we got to, we got to this and we got to stop them and we can't. And, 
and that's very unlike them, as, as Emma says later with Hook. You know, my parents always see the good in people. They always look past their, their bad parts and see what really, truly, it's, it's that Luke Skywalker, I know there's still good in you. But um, here we see a little bit darker for them. Um, we see them keeping secrets. And what we do know is that mistrust, lies, secrets, beget more lies and more secrets. And that leads us on these paths of darkness. So if we succumb, as, as Snow said at the end, you know, I can't work with you, Maleficent. If we succumb to the darkness, it will change who we are. And that's true in our everyday lives. If we succumb to darkness, to sin, to evil, it changes the nature of our character, our, our innermost person. Um, so there, there, there's, this was just, uh, that's what just kept speaking to me while I watched this, that secrets always have a way of coming out. Yeah. And it might start as a, a little white lie, but there's no such thing as a little white lie. You know, the truth is going to come out. The truth will set you free. We, we hear that all the time. But, but over and over, don't talk about my former sins in front of Henry. You know, they remind me of a time in my life I'd rather forget. It makes me doubt who I am now. Remembering that I was a true villain makes me doubt all the good, how happy I've been. I felt it. I experienced it. I want that. Um, uh, Maleficent appears as the dragon and kills the guards uh, who, who are not from the same land as Snow and Charming because their shields are different. They're green with a trinity symbol. And, and Maleficent is evil, or she's supposed to be. And she's like, you weren't willing to do what was needed, so I did it. And I'm like, well, Snow isn't willing to do what needed to be done there, but it sounds like later she's going to be. You know, is this a decision that they make uh, with, with lightness, you know, with potential for truth and honor, you know, like they did giving up Emma? That was giving her her best chance. That was a, a good decision. I mean, it was a hard decision, but it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Snow and David say that to Emma. We knew them as villains. That's how we've been treating them. We chose to see the worst in them. But yeah. if they're going to have even a chance at redeeming themselves. We have to trust them. We have to choose to see the best. So it kind of comes down to all of that. I I totally agree. And then I found it interesting too, because, you know, it is what we call in psychology, the stereotyping effect, which is you treat people how you you stereotype them so and grant you know granny wouldn't serve them she i was like why is granny chopping up these little you know this lemon into like mulch (laughs) and then i'm like oh she's she doesn't want to serve them drinks and because i was like why are those lemons so so tiny in such tiny pieces like she is putting a lot of work into mixing (laughs) fruit into that drink or something (laughs) but it, it is a part of that whole we treat people like we see them and you know is that the right thing to do or you know does everybody have a chance for redemption and you know the whole point of the season is to give the villains a happy ending so at some point we got to ask what is their happy ending how are we going to get there is it going to be enough to redeem them to be in, in i guess society's eyes a good person well, that's a good one. I mean, that's a that's a big thing. Um, I don't know that the answer is is that we have to give the villains a happy ending. Um, I think we should give them the choice of the path towards a happy ending. Like Regina has consistently started to make good choices, and her good choices are being rewarded 
by the author, by the, by, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, and that's, I mean, I hate to go the big religion route, but that's kind of the same way we, we, we look at our faith and we look at our, our religion, our relationship with God. And when we make good choices, we're on the right path. And, and I see that paralleled in, in this episode. Regina had the opportunity for redemption and she's finally making those, those selfless choices. Um, gold fails, tries and fails, tries and fails. And look where it keeps getting him. He keeps getting knocked down. Uh, he keeps coming back. But again, he, he's never going to be more than the dark one because that's what we've got going on with him. So. Well, yeah, he's, he's been given literally, uh, he's been given so many shots to improve. I mean, he, he was married to his dream girl. He, you know, everyone, uh, everyone trusted him. And... But then he just real. But then, like, yeah, literally, just on his honeymoon, he realizes he finds this one thing that might let him get, you know, let him, you know, keep all the power in the all, all the power he has. Even though there was no actual threat, he just wanted just a little bit more control, and he just completely fell apart. Yeah, I want, We're gonna see gold have more of a um, breakdown <laughs> because it, you know, he's kind of lost everything. So we're gonna see him get a more desperate and and desperation begets i think more evil acts well, this will be interesting yeah you because know, you, you usually see him pretty calm and collected so kind of interested to i'm interested to see him desperate yeah and it, you know it, i was i have to say as much as I, and I love gold just about as much as I like Regina, it did kind of break my heart to see, like, Belle move on so quickly. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So, I kind of like to see her have a sweetness. Yeah, I know. But it, there is something that you could totally feel, um, you know, uh, gold's heartbreak. Maybe the kissing was a bit much. Yeah. Maybe we should have seen a little bit more of the courtship over the last six weeks. Oh, or Yeah. But I wanted to mention one more one more thing before I know we're wrapping up soon because of time. But you know, they they we talked a little bit about how Emma was born with all this potential, and that David and and Snow went to great lengths to make sure that it was insured, her goodness would be insured. But I think they also foreshadowed what's going to happen this season um, because Snow says that if she loses her faith in us, then that could start her tumbling down a dark path. Because when you betray the people you love, when you make them see the worst parts of you, what you've done changes everything and there's no going back. You've shattered the bonds you've worked so hard to forge. And the stronger they once were, the more difficult they are to put back together if it can be repaired at all. And I think this is foreshadowing that Emma's going to take a tumble because they're already lying to her. She knows it. She keeps asking them about it. And they keep repeatedly lying back to her face. Oh, no, no, everything's fine. And she knows she's her spidey sense is going nuts. But if they keep lying, if they don't bring her in, or if even when they do tell her, if that breaks her heart, if she feels let down, if she feels betrayed, confused, like she doesn't know them after these three years of getting to know them... Where's she going to go with that darkness? I know she just went through it with the Snow Queen, and you know we saw a little bit of, of doubt and confusion. I think that just opened the door for the writers to say, well, you know, every hero's got to take a fall. Every hero's got to have that moment of, of making a wrong decision. I mean, Snow White did kill <laughs> Regina's mother. Yeah. What's Emma going to do when, yeah. her, when she is shaken to the core? Um, maybe she does have potential for it. They keep bringing it up potential for great darkness yeah so. I, I, I that's my speculation for the season 
Emma's going to have a, a big, well, big call. It's it, I hate to bring up Star Wars, but we'll bring mm-hmm. up Star Wars. But you know, in the backstory of Darth, you know, you you see potential for both great good and great evil, and then you see him and his downfall into great evil. But, I think it's a classic hero story element. Yep, yep. So I guess we're going to find out later um, in next episode. So we're going to say goodbye for this episode and we hope to see you in our next episode.